Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great weekend so far. Uh, check out my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E.net. Follow me on Twitter, Twitter.com slash Tuttle and Facebook, Facebook.com slash Tuttle. I'm going to get right into the beginning of this show because I had a chance to sit down and talk to Richard Rowe. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, I played the audio from him. He is the truck driver that was railing against our governor, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. And I really liked what he had to say. And I reached out to him. My buddy Vulture, that's helping me behind the scenes, ended up booking this and I got him on. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Richard Rowe. Richard, how are you, man? Hey, what's up? Good to hear from you, man. Dude, I'm a big, big fan of yours. I uh, I played some of your audio on my show. Oh, shit. Uh, that didn't go well. <laughs> no, no. You know what, though? I, I've been talking about this, and we'll get into this, but I, I just, before we start, I want to thank you for taking the time. Uh, to talk with me. I really do appreciate it. Yes, no problem, man. It's, I had a busy day, end of an 80-hour week. I'm finally, uh, you know, end of the week. Well, know? guess what? I'd rather have a politician that knows what hard work is right now than, than some of these scumbags that are going on that we have. So. Oh, well, are you talking about the uh, the particular orange one in the White House who's never actually oh, had a real dude, job? We'll, we'll, we'll get into it. So I'm going to give you an intro, okay? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. And uh, if, if you listen to the podcast this week, you probably heard this audio that I played from a guy by the name of Richard Rowe. Uh, I had never heard of him before, but he caught my attention. And a lot of my friends were like, oh, how can you uh, support or or like a guy that talks that way. And you know what? I don't give a fuck what anybody says or the language that they use as long as they take care of business. That is all I care about. And I'm honored to have the one and only Richard Rowe on the on Zoom with me right now. Richard, thank you so much for joining me. Did I get your name right? Richard Rowe, correct? Yeah, yeah, you got it right. You're like the only one who does. So congratulations. Now, let me ask you, any relation? Because I am a big fan. And I said this when I played the audio. You got to see if you can get Mike Rowe, the guy from Dirty Jobs. Do you remember that show? Did you ever watch it? Yeah, I, I'm familiar with him, but I'm not related to that Mike Rowe. I'm sort of related uh, to one who's in prison, but it's not that <laughs> one. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is that's a great angle. If you could get Mike Rowe to like be your hype man to introduce you before any of your like rallies or anything, I think that would be absolutely huge. Dude, that, that would be amazing. But I think he's like a conservative, though. I don't think he would be on board with it. But now, not, not sure, are, but... now you bring that up. How would you classify yourself? Because the way I come from, 
I don't support any political party because at this point, as the older I get, I think all the politicians we have right now are nothing but crooked assholes. They do not care about us anymore. They only yeah. care about the people that donate money to get them elected. I don't think uh, our government will be run by the people until we get lobbyists out of government right now. How would you classify yourself? Well, I mean, first I start with saying that I have no problem with people who, like, base their politics upon the money that they get from people, provided that those people are people. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, if we were to do go to a full public financing or we just get corporations out at the very least, um, I would be happy with that. And I think we might actually get back to something approaching representative politics. Uh, I mean, personally. Um, that said, uh, I would classify myself as socially libertarian, economically progressive. All right. Uh, so let me, let me go over a couple of the, these stances. What, what is your opinion on the Second Amendment? I support it. Um, what, what is yours? Okay, well, I have, a, well, no, I don't have any more because I just sell them. But I had a whole bunch of guns. I like guns. Um, I've had AKs. I've had, basically, if it's Russian and shoots a 762, I've had it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dragunov, SKS. Uh, I've had a Barrett 50 cal, but I only fired like six times because it's $5 a fucking bullet. Um, uh, so I like guns. And I, I don't think that we should take them away. I'm not for the assault weapons bans or anything. Now, I did come up with a really cool uh, five-class we weapons classification program. I would love to hear it. Yeah, it would. Basically, what it does is it classifies weapons uh, upon performance characteristics rather than types. So uh, the round size, lethality, muzzle velocity, uh, reload time, clip size, or magazine size, sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and range, all that stuff. So it classifies weapons on their lethality according to... Uh, an index and it, and it gives them a number based upon that and what we would have is like a five class licensing system like the lowest number one class would be um you know single shot weapons uh single action revolvers shotguns single action rifles bolt action stuff that would be the lowest and that would be basically anybody can get it that's pretty much the same as now because they're the least lethal or they're for hunting explicitly or that sort of thing yeah. then you move up to Class two would be like a semi-auto. Um, generally, the stuff you would think of short of like an AR. Um, class three would be basically the sort of AR category or AK, um, you know, equivalent assault rifle type things. Um, and, and, and class four would be, um, class four would be basically the same as an FFL now, class three FFL. Um, so it's pretty much all this stuff in that. Class five is my very special one that I absolutely love. Class five is, you can pretty much buy anything you want, but there's a lot of background checks involved. There's a lot of stuff involved. Anything you can get under current class three FFL, you can get under my class five. Um, yeah. but, but, you, there's no fees. You don't have to pay $10,000 for an FFL, but there's a lot of background checks. There's a lot of storage requirements, a lot of transportation requirements. Like you have to take it fucking seriously um, because I, I'm not in favor of like outlawing the big guns. Like I, I think if you're a responsible, mature citizen who actually take care, takes care of your shit and uh, you, you know, you treat the weapon with respect, you should be yeah. able to go out and buy. You should be able to go out and buy a World War Two fifty cal mod deuce no, if you want to. I mean, I agree with that because you can put all the laws in place to restrict gun laws, but the criminals do not obey the laws, and criminals will have guns. And and I think right now with everything that's going on, you got to look out for yourself because at this point, I don't think the government has our best interest. In, in, in mind, in my opinion. 
Uh, so you're so you're sort of the uh, more on the libertarian side of the gun ownership thing. I don't support any of them. I support what's right. Now there, like for example, okay, the reason that I got turned on to, okay, when Ron DeSantis first started, there was a couple of things he did that I was like, okay. He might be, you know, he might be a good governor, but the more and more that things have turned, I think he might be one of the worst governors that we've ever had in the history of the state of Florida. Uh, like, for example, he did a lot of stuff for the water restoration for South Florida and the Everglades, and then making way for us as citizens voting for legal medical marijuana. He cleared the way for that. But everything after that has been a big, complete clusterfuck. He is so far he is so far up Donald Trump's asshole that 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 he only I mean basically he might as well have be be uh, you know a ventriloquist for Trump because he is so far up Trump's asshole. He's gonna do everything that Trump says and does. Oh he's a sock I, 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 I think he is jeopardizing the citizens of the state of Florida. I don't know why him and the Republican Party refused to pass a state law to wear masks. I'm still trying to figure that out. Do you have any idea why they refused to make uh, people wear masks? Very likely virtue, virtue signaling for Trump supporters. That's, that's yeah. my thought on it. Um, it because... Ron DeSantis, he's he's one of these politicians who, much like like Lindsey Graham or Mitch McConnell, is going to follow Donald Trump right off that cliff, and we're going to be the bulldozers behind him pushing him off. Okay, he's going to follow him right off that cliff, and 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 but the thing is, he's comfortable with that because, especially in our district, like District Three, deep red district, they love Trump supporters. They also like me for some reason. Figure that out. Probably a little bit like him, but um. Ron DeSantis is just virtue signaling for Trump support because Trump came out and said people who wear masks are just politically against me. That's the reason they're doing it. He said that himself. So, of course, DeSantis is following down that same hole of bullshit. Yeah, of course he is. Now, I mean, the thing is, I mean, you, you probably saw my DeSantis video. I'm not sure which audio you played. But, I mean, I I used to call Rick Scott the greatest mass murderer in the history of Florida. He has been replaced by Ron DeSantis. I agree because not a lot of people, they don't do the research on Rick Scott. We're talking about the same guy that was, uh, had something to do with one of the most medical, the, the most Medicare fraud, the medical fraud. $10.7 billion he defrauded from Medicaid. And how and many times did he plead the fifth? Um, was, all of them. All of them. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't a time that he could plead the fifth that he didn't. So, um, yeah, he he and he threw he's he's very much like Donald Trump. He threw all of his friends under the bus. I mean, he did exactly the same thing Trump does. Is he got away with it too? I believe it was ten point seven billion. I could be wrong, but I know at the time it was the biggest Medicaid scam in history. He threw all of his friends under the bus, threw all of his associates under the bus, and got away with it. He played a, paid a few fines, pled the fifth. I'm out of here. Give me give me the uh, governorship, and then. Then he rigged the votes, threw away 20,000, I believe it was 20,000 uh, ballots in Dade County, which is how he got in to be senator. So yeah. he cheated. So he cheated it. And he, he frauded his way to become governor and then defrauded again to become senator, which is why we have fucking Ron DeSantis in the first place. Now, I will say this, though. I'm not one of those guys. Like, I tell people my favorite thing is when people give me information or, or a perspective that changes my mind. And I was never a big Rick Scott fan, 
But say what you want. I thought he handled the natural disasters that we went through, like with the hurricanes and stuff. Say what you want. You might not have liked him, but he busted his ass going from place to place. And he was that, you know, he got the information out to the people. So I, 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 I'm not one of those people that I hate Rick Scott so much that I can't give him credit. I don't know how you feel about that. I'm, I'm willing to give him credit on certain things. I, I will say this. He, he is, unlike Trump, actually a fairly competent businessman. Yeah. Um, and, and thus a good manager. He, I, I will give Rick Scott this. He's a competent manager. He's intelligent. Which means that, yes, he was able to handle those things a hell of a lot better than Trump would have, a lot better than DeSantis ever could dream of. I will give him that. He's a competent manager and an accomplished businessman. Um, but the problem is he's sort of like those drug dealers or like those drug cartels who hand out money to poor people so that yeah. they don't turn them into the cops. You know, every good thing he did is just to offset the thousand bad things he did so we didn't throw yeah. him out of office. That, yeah, I that's, agree. That's it. Now, so. Let me ask you, okay, what do you think is the top three things, the top three most important things that face the citizens of the state of Florida? Like, things that, that we need to touch on. Do you mean eventually or immediately? Yes, it, what you would, like, if you got elected, what are the three things? I know I have to give me three things, but just give me even your most important thing that you want to change if you get into office? That's a hard question because there's a bunch of them. I mean, if you, I don't know if you've read any of my articles online. I have about 200 pages. I've read some of them preparing, but I just wanted to hear it from you because I like you. What is it that you do? A lot of people don't know this, but it looks like you're a truck driver, correct? Yeah, this would be a Freightliner. Now, now I've worked on the Bubba the Love Sponge show out of Tampa. And we were complete supporters of FBEs. We called them full trucker effects. We, we, we supported the truckers because they're the backbone of our country, in my opinion. And, and I like, I've never, you know, there are some bad truckers, but for the most part, that is the salt of the earth. Those are the people that you need to get. Because they're hardworking class type people that want is they want what's best for our country. Well, I and I think um, I think more so now than ever. I mean, I, as I made the point in another video, um, truckers today, trucking today. I think we are maybe the last vestiges of like the true working class of America. We may be at some point um, because we're always in transportation. I think truckers today. If you look at the industry today, it's younger, it's browner. There are more women. It's, it's more representative of the American working class today than it has ever been before. It used to be nothing. Like, I would go to truck stops back in the day, and it was like a half a biker bar clan rally at every truck stop I went to. Yeah. Now, now it's like, there are times when I'm the only white guy in the room, and I run almost exclusively in the South, and there are times I look around, it's nothing but uh, people of color and, and women in the room. and It's wonderful, you know? And, and so it's starting to look a lot more like South Florida than like North Georgia in yeah. truck stops these days. Um, now I, I will say this, um, I was actually going to start a progressive truckers Facebook page because I've noticed that so many of them, I mean, I like going to truck stops at five o'clock in the afternoon. It's my favorite time. Pull up to the fuel aisle and I'll put young Turks on the radio and just turn it all the <laughs> way up so that everybody in the fuel aisle has to hear it. Um, now I don't mean to pitch you on a rough spot and I'm not accusing you, but like, 
I, you know, we talk a lot about truckers. What do you, are, are, are there a lot of lot lizards that show, still show up in truck stops? Or is that just a myth now? Not as many as you'd hope. No. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, I guess the Girl Scout cookies ran out. There just aren't as many as truck stops anymore. I didn't mean to put you in a bad spot, but I'm also an entertainment type show. So yeah. I had to ask. That's fine, dude. Um, now, now no, let me. One of the things I wanted to get I into. I haven't, I haven't. I haven't forgotten about the three things, though. By the way, I'm. Oh I'm yeah, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to. I want to hear them. No, I'm not. I'm not ready. I'm just not all ready. Right, I'm right. ready to know. I, I got other questions. Okay. Yeah. Now, I do believe this. Okay. I do agree. Things needed to be changed in our country for minorities. Okay. But do you think that we're going so far to one side? To, it, to, to help out those people that have been screwed over through the history of the United States, that we're willing to give up our First Amendment right and jeopardize that because this cancel culture, we're, we're getting to the point where we cannot say what we really want to say because public opinion can get you thrown off the air, in my opinion. Well, I mean, it's... Um sort of goes back to the free market of ideas. You know, I mean, it's it's sort of, I'm not disagreeing with you, so I'm just prefacing this. Yeah, Um, no. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I, before I say the next thing, um, it's, it's part of the free market of ideas. You know, ostracism has always been part of like how society regulates itself and how society gives itself a direction to move forward. The invisible hand. Yeah. The invisible hand of, of the ideological market. Yeah. And, and this sort of cancel culture thing, this is nothing new. Shit, you can go back to Babylonia and see that. You can go back to ancient Persia and see how they were canceling people in ancient Persia. So, I mean, this is it's nothing new. This is how humans work. Um, so if if the predominant forces within the communication market decide we don't want you to say this, if, if the next generation, if the people at the universities who are paying tuition at the universities say, we don't want you to say this shit, well, guess what? They're not going to pay you to say it. They're not going to invite you to say it. I, I understand that. And I say that as someone who's like, Many, many opinions are extremely unpopular. My own campaign manager pitches at me for saying certain things sometimes. Um, but I don't care, which leads into the next thing. Um, I think it's important to have a diversity of ideas, a diversity of opinions. Yes, I do. Um, I think it would be ideal if people were a little more open to that. But if the, on the other hand, we have to understand that right now we're in an existential fight over life and death right now. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 90. Uh, I'm looking at my dash. It's 96 degrees in Ocala, Florida right now. It's 112, mm. it's 112 degrees in Siberia. Yeah, everything's fine. The planet is burning down. We're losing so, our democracy. So you believe in global warming then, right? Yeah. Okay, I, mean, then I do, though. I, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you because my dad, okay, and this is the way that I try to tell people, okay? My dad, okay? I'm sorry, was that a roundabout way of answering that question that I answered directly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was. No, you answered, and that's why I was moving on. But, okay. like, for example, okay, I do believe just because you have a certain view, it does not make you a bad person. And I'm going to give you an example of this, okay? My dad is a hardcore Trump supporter. He was a Democrat, okay? He supported Bill Clinton changed over for some reason okay now everybody thinks that since my dad is a trump supporter that it automatically makes him a racist and that's not true because 
my like for example and i I know it's gonna make me sound bad because you know everybody all the white people in the south like to say oh well i got plenty of black friends well you know what the best man at my wedding was an african-american guy and my dad you want to know who my dad hung out with the whole time my african-american friend that was the best man at my wedding now if my dad was a real racist like they they try to stereotype trump supporters would he have hung out with the best man of my wedding the whole time i just think it's it's the age of where you grow up it doesn't make you a bad person in my opinion i hope that makes sense or maybe i'm just rambling no no it it does but i i'm i'm gonna sort of counter that by saying this the um i know a lot of people who i would consider to be Look, I will say this. Let me back up a little bit. By the way, this is only my second interview, so I'm not exactly polished at this. Say whatever you want. I don't get offended. No, okay. Um, racism isn't whether you hate somebody. It mm-hmm. isn't necessarily whether you have anything personally against them. It's all about yeah. your bi- it's all about your biases. It's about your your preconceptions about people and how that leads you to make decisions about. Um, now, I'll give you a good example. I grew up in 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 the Ocala National Forest, where literally. Um, I knew the black person that my mom worked with. I knew the black person that my dad worked with, which means I knew 100% of the black population of Marion County. Yeah. I liked both of them. That being said, all the way up until probably I was 22, I thought that most black people, that they were the exception because they weren't criminals. They weren't drug dealers. Because that's that's what I saw in the media. That's the representation I saw. And just to give you a background on my dad, he grew up in Gilchrist County. I don't know if you know where that is. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, a lot of it is about your background. Like, um, I had been seen in the media, all the black people that I saw in the media, I assumed that most of them were criminals and drug dealers. That is a racist idea. Now me, because at the time I was addicted to Percocet because I got on it when I was 15 for a broken ankle. I didn't have a problem with drug dealers. I knew quite a few of them. I didn't have a problem with that. But if I had been a cop with that same mentality, those same people would be in huge trouble. Um, it's not all about whether you hate someone for what you assume them to be. It's what you assume them to be because of your, of your predilections and, and your media exposure. Now, um, now I will say this. I know a lot of Trump supporters. I have a lot of them. I have two of them in my campaign. I have two Trump supporters working in my campaign. I like them fine. I get along with Trump supporters better than I do most liberals. Be totally real about it. Um, I, I sort of consider myself culturally Republican. Um, and, and they're not racist. They're not bad people. They don't hate black people at all. But I know a lot of them have a lot of the same dumb shit in their head that I grew up with because we're from the same place. Um, so I would I would say to Trump supporters, if somebody considers you racist, if they say that you have racist ideas and racist predilections, then you should listen to them, explore those and see if there's any merit to it. You know, don't just yeah. be like everybody calls you racist because you support Trump. That's not necessarily true. But I would suggest that you do listen and you explore and see if you have biases. You have um, what's that? What the hell is the word I'm looking for? Uh, it starts with a P, but not predilections, but uh, prejudices. Yeah. Um, now, let me ask you. Now, let me ask you, I don't mean to get off, but I just thought of this question, okay? You said you were addicted to, to opiates at one time. What were you on it when you, was it like oxys, hydros? <laughs> at which point? <laughs> well, the, I mean, it's not important. The reason I'm asking is I think a lot of our, our opiate problem in the state of Florida could be solved. Do you support the complete recreational legalization of marijuana in the state of Florida? I support the complete rec- I support the complete recreational use of all drugs, um, of all drugs and prostitution. By the way, 
And my I, Bobby, I, you think that I would not agree with you, and I know a lot of people don't agree with me. I don't have a problem, especially with prostitution, like you say, as long as it's a, 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 a as long as it two consenting adults yeah. coming into a legal agreement with each other. I have no issue with that at all. Legalize and regulate. Legalize and regulate yeah. everything. Because, I mean, and think about this, the state of Florida likes to tax everything. If you legalize that and, and you and you were able to take control of it and make sure it was being run the right way, how much money that would be for the state of Florida, in my opinion. But you're not going to ever get legalization. That's why it's so hard with marijuana because of the big business, the lobbyists and the tobacco industry. They don't want marijuana to be legalized a lot of that's the private prison companies and and the uh, police police unions too that's a lot yeah. of that now um, let me sorry go ahead i'm sorry no i just i just want to put a put a put a bow on that real quick um the argument that i've always made for legalizing and regulating all drugs is that if we de if we delegalize these drugs if, if you have a market for which there is supply and demand that market will spontaneously arrive the supply will arise okay that's just economics so if we, it's just like if we were to ban guns, well, there would become a black market for all guns. It's prohibition. All you got to do is look at prohibition. Prohibition. That's exactly the argument I was about to make. We need to get rid of prohibition because all prohibition ever succeeded in doing was creating criminal empires, creating the black mob. markets, and, and yeah, the mob, and overbloating the prison industrial complex. We have what we do today because of prohibition. Okay. If we want to get rid of the prison industrial complex, we have to get rid of modern prohibition. And, and, and it creates black markets, it creates uh, organized crime, not just in America, but everywhere. You look at South America, that, that this organized crime would not exist. Organized crime as we understand it, which is funded by drugs, which is funded by gun running, is the definition of deregulated industry. It's yep. exactly what happens when you take all the regulations off an industry and you just shove it under the carpet. So if we were to legalize and regulate these things, we would get the benefits of less crime, less exploitation. We would have the benefits of, of less murder and, and fewer overdoses and a lot less people dying of dirty drugs, which is what we see now. Yeah, with the fentanyl, you don't know what, because a lot of people are mixing fentanyl in with the regular stuff and people are dying. Now, I, one of the things, and this might be a touchy subject, um, what are your thoughts on religion? Now, I, I support somebody's right to personally worship whatever they believe in on their own but i think organized religion and i know this isn't going to be popular but i do think churches should be taxed and that's just my opinion because you look at a lot of these mega churches you can't tell me that these mega preachers like for example joe Austin, does he need that mega church does he need that private jet does he need that limousine Hell no. And he doesn't need the Ferrari with the stupid yellow brake calipers either. Thank you. And, and, but he considers it a gift from the Lord. Um, now, I understand what you're saying. I'm, personally, I'm an atheist. I used to be an evangelical Christian. I used, I, to be a I used to be a pro-life evangelical Christian. And so, like, culturally, that's kind of where I'm from. But I'm, I'm an atheist now. I understand the argument about taxing churches. But that, there's a double-edged sword. Because there's a thing. There's a reason we don't tax churches. The reason for it is if you tax a church, it essentially becomes a profit, a profit institution for the state. The state, therefore, has motive to expand the influence 
of that institution. So, I mean, if it, in other words, if you tax a religion, it becomes a state religion de facto. Right. So it might actually backfire. It might backfire. I don't know. But I can see the arguments on, on either side. But your guy, Ron DeSantis, when everybody was making the argument of why people should be able to go to church, he called it an essential business. Bullshit. And that's all, that's all it is, is an essential business. Because these people are making money. If we're supposed to have separation of church and state and our government, why do they get a pass? That's my uh, argument. Uh, well, I think we should tax them personally. Like the pastors and stuff, they need to be taxed personally. I don't know if they yeah. already are. Maybe they are. Are they? I don't know. I said yes, they should be. I don't know if they are. Yeah. Uh, well, they definitely should be if that's not the case. But um, I think that uh, anyone involved in any church organization should be should definitely be prohibited from uh, uh, contributing to any politician. I mean, if you're a pastor, if you're if you're a member, they do it though. They do it all the time. And yeah. now you know, and church and and Trump. Okay, I I hate religious people and what they stand for, especially with the way the Catholic Church continuously rapes and molests young boys, and none of them spend a day in jail. I think that is the worst crime committed in our country right now in my opinion. And and the way that Trump did that photo op with the Bible, I, I'm not saying anything about it, but I've heard reporters ask him what his favorite Bible verse is, and he basically said, well, that's a personal thing. That's between me and God. And two Corinthians. Yes. That's the whole deal is two Corinthians. I hate when these politicians are fake Christians just for the vote. They're yeah. worse than the people that, the Christians that judge people. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're worse. I'd make the joke all the time. I'm an atheist and a better Christian than most Christians. Because, <laughs> you know what? Me and you are atheists, but we want to be educated about what we're talking about. And I'm sure we probably know more about the Bible than some of the Christians that claim to be. Well, yeah, because I was actually studying to be a pastor. That's why I read the Bible cover to cover about five times. And I'll tell you this, the quickest way to become an atheist is to read the damn Bible. <laughs> that's that's why I was reading it. And I'll tell you, it's like the first two times I read it as a believer, the third time as a skeptic, <laughs> the third time as a literary agent, you know, because I, I used to be an editor. And the more I read it, I'm like, this thing's just badly edited fiction. <laughs> it's, it's so obvious after you've read it a few times. Um, that said, I, I respect other people's beliefs. Like my dad is a Christian. I know a lot of them are. That's, that's fine. Believe what you want. I'm not, I'm not trying to deconvert anybody, but I mean, let's not make policy based around that. Let's not elect people based around that, Man. you know, and, and, and especially tying this abortion issue to it is especially asinine because the Bible supports abortion. God is, God is the one true abortionist in the yeah. Bible. Well, I could get into that, but. I could talk. I I could talk to you forever, Richard. Uh, but I, I I would love to have you on again. I don't want to go too long because I think I could talk to you forever and go in depth. But That's tell it. every tell everybody if they want to vote for you or find out more about you. Where can they find you? Um, you can find me on uh, at Rowe for Congress on Facebook. You can look me up on my personal page, which is Richard Rowe on Facebook. Um, might be Richard Allen Rowe. I don't know. Or actually, I'm most active on Twitter at Reforge America. R-E-F-O-R-G-E 
America. Um, that's where I'm. That's where I'm most active, and where you'll find it. Like I do daily videos and stuff on there, pretty much every day. With sometimes one or two a day, depending on how much something pisses me off. Yeah. So, well, I want to have you on again. I hope you like this conversation. Um, you know, I I, I kind of have a lot of the values that you have, and you know, when I played your audio, a lot of people like, well, yeah, I can't vote for him though because of the way he talks, and I said. Do you realize some of the offensive things that our commander-in-chief says right now? And you guys don't, you know, hold his feet to the fire like that. This is the type of guy we need. And, and I don't give a fuck how you talk. As long as you show me results when you get in, that's all I care about. That's, and that's all I'm about, man. I'm not, I'm not here to make a show. I'm not here to make a point. I'm not here to deliver a message. I'm here to deliver results. That's what I care I would, about. I would rather you be real and honest and upfront because you admitting about your addiction problem in the past is refreshing. It really is because I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that these politicians have done that are buried and we'll never know about, but you're just getting it out of the way. And, 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 and that is refreshing because you don't see a lot of honest politicians that are just hitting it all out there for everybody to see. Well, man, I'm, I'm, I'm nothing if not a bad actor and a bad liar. <laughs> like, I, I can't, I, uh, most politicians are basically just character actors. They're just method actors. Yeah. Um, I can't stay in character long enough to lie. So I have to be honest because I know I'm going to fuck myself up sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I don't have a choice. Well, it's pathological. If I lived in your area, you would have my vote for sure. So I want to have you on again. And please, if there's anything I can ever do to help you out, I want to do everything in my power to be able to help you out. No problem, man. Well, you're doing what you can right now, and I appreciate you. I really appreciate you doing this for me. All right, Richard. Be safe out on the road. It's okay. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Want to support the show? Go to paypal.me slash pedal on the radio. Pedal's Daily Podcast is brought to you by stitchyouup.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. All right, welcome back, guys. Hope you enjoyed the interview that I did with Richard Rowe. He gave out all of his information, so give him a chance. If you live in the Ocala area and you're able to vote for him, check him out. Do the research. See if you like him, because I like his honesty, and I think a lot of people that listen to the Tuttle Daily Podcast, he's definitely somebody you can get behind. If you want to check out that video, I did it over Zoom, so you'll be able to see him and me. It's been uploaded to my YouTube channel, 
go to TuttleTV.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E-TV.com. I want to move on to something. You guys hear me talking about TikTok all the time. I have an account. I've posted some videos. I mostly use it to find drops and stuff because I do find a lot of interesting things on TikTok. Yes, I'm not happy with the way that they're pretty much controlling every bit of music that you hear that's popular on the radio right now. But I do find those little gems. And I found this one. If you want to check out this guy's TikTok account, you can do that. Just search Toilet Crusher. Now, this video is a little disgusting, especially the audio I'm going to play for you. But this guy has some serious digestive problems. And he really needs to go see a doctor because this guy posts maybe two or three videos a day. He, You don't actually get to see what he does. The only thing you can see is that he had he's sitting on the toilet. And the only thing you can see on the video is the, the camera's pointing down. You can see his pants are down around his ankles. You can see his shoe and stuff. But this guy has some serious stomach issues. All right, let me set the scene here for you guys. There's two different locations that he's taking a shit. One being at home and you don't get the uh, echo effect like you do when he's taking a dump at work. Because the the bathroom at work, it, it's all tile and you get that echoing. You get that ambiance. It just sounds better. The shits he takes at work are way better than the shits he takes at home. <laughs> See, now that was an at-home dump because you didn't hear the echoing. This next one is definitely a at-work shit. See, the ones at work sound a lot more violent. And if you want to check out this guy's page, it's at Toilet Crusher. Great name, by the way, Toilet Crusher. See, that was an at-home dump. That one sounded just like straight-up pee out of his BH. Man, that one had a trail off on it. See, I know this is disgusting, and I really do hope this guy goes to a doctor because he definitely has IBS. See, now that one sounded like a bunch of nurses cleaning up after an abortion procedure. And just to give you guys a heads up, this guy has over 100,000 followers on his TikTok page just for shitting on camera. Is it just me? It could be just me, but the bathroom dumps at work are way better than the at-home dumps. I just have my preference of shit. Dude sounded like he blew out an O-ring on that one. That sounded like an old Ford truck backfiring. Ew. Now, I'm a little disturbed. Why would there be a little kid in the bathroom giving commentary on that dump? That's just weird as fuck. Oh, I totally forgot about that one. Sometimes he likes to switch it up and add effects to his shit. And that one had some echo and reverb on it. Oh. 
Now, since I just played the worst of TikTok, some of the most disgusting stuff that you could find on that app, I'm going to give you something that's going to warm your heart. And this isn't a joke. I'm not going to play you something even more disgusting than what I just played. But there's this man, he's sitting in a park, I don't know, let's say Central Park, somewhere like that. He's sitting on a park bench, and there's a bunch of people just sitting around. They're doing their social distance thing. They're six feet apart. And this guy is singing the song, Living on a Prayer. Now, he's singing it, got a great voice, but when he gets to the hook, everybody starts singing along with this song. I know it's because I'm an audio nerd. I'll take what I can get. I just wish we could have gotten a little bit of a cleaner recording on this guy solo. See now, you can hear a couple of people in the background starting to sing along, but they still don't know all the words. Now, everybody knows the hook to this song. This is the part that gives me chills. I know it makes me probably, uh, you're going to call me like a homosexual or something like that. But I got chill bumps listening to this because all the horrible things that are going on in our country with the pandemic and the civil unrest. It's just good to hear something like this. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting softer in my old age, but goddamn, even hearing this again, I'm getting chill bumps. I just wanted to share that with you guys. I thought it was kind of cool. And I'm going to leave you with one last video. It's kind of warm hearted and I absolutely love it. But this family, they're having like a family gathering. All the family, both sides, uncles, cousins, aunts, whatever it may be. They're there. Everybody's about to leave, but they have a blind uncle and they line him up at the free throw line and he's never made a basket before. So they point him in the right direction. One of his nephews is standing underneath the basket making sound so the blind uncle will know what direction to be able to throw the basketball. I know, God, I sound like a real bitch, but I'm trying to give you guys some positive stuff after that disgusting shit that I played from Toilet Crusher uh, shitting and recording himself. Oh, oh you are there. <laughs> Come on, uh. Right here. I don't need you to give them to me. I got my own kids. Shoot to us, my boys. Uh See, now, when I first saw this video, I was like, oh, this guy isn't blind. But just you could tell the way he was acting. Because, you know, right before you take a free throw, you do that dribbling thing. You dribble it a couple of times before you take the shot. He was way off on the dribbling. But you're going to be shocked by the reaction. The reason I'm playing this is I wish my family at one point in my life would have gotten this excited over me doing something. Uh -huh. Right here. All right. Yeah, straight in front of you. Is that a PT Cruiser down by the lake? Oh, no, wait. It's the Tuttle Podcast Studio.
Total Wireless of Palm Bay has the best cell phone plans with no contract. And better yet, you can use any carrier network. Does your service from one of the big guys not work well for you? Are you paying too much? Call Total Wireless of Palm Bay now at 321-499-2565. Or if you're local, stop by and see them at 1851 Palm Bay Road in Palm Bay, Florida. Right now, you can get the Samsung Galaxy A10e for just $29.99 when you port your number over with plans starting at just $25. Need a family plan? No problem. We have four $100 unlimited talk, text, and data. Restrictions apply. Call Total Wireless of Palm Bay now at 321-499-2565. This is Bill Wendell for Wendell Family Home Security Systems. A lot of people claim to be in the family home security system business. Well, they're full of shit. How do I know? Because I started the family home security system business about 12 years ago. What exactly is the family home security system business? I'm going to tell you right now. It entitles the whole Wendell clan coming down on several buses and a few vans. We will patrol your area 24 hours a day to make sure you and your loved ones are safe. Hell, I'll put my 10-year-old up in the widow's peak of your roof with a high-powered rifle. That kid's a hell of a shot. Still unsure? Think about this. We were the family that protected El Chapo those years that he didn't get busted. We're Wendell Family Home Security Systems. When people try to come fuck with you, hire us. Alright, last segment of the show. If you've listened to this podcast, you know I'm not the biggest fan of religion. I'm not religious at all, especially organized religion. And I know it pisses a lot of people off, but I probably need to clarify myself. It's not that I hate religion. I don't hate people for being religious. I think there are good religious people and what you do on your own free time does not affect me. I don't judge you. It's just not my thing. And when it comes to organized religion, that shit completely turns me off. I don't know how anybody in their right mind supports the Catholic Church or gives them money. I would have a problem giving money to any organization that allows their employees or the people that are associated with their business rape boys, molest children. And none of these people have done a single day in jail. This church, that money you're giving them, the Catholic Church, they use that money to pay off families of the priests that rape their kids. And they just ship them from place to place, new city to new city, so they can just rape people in a new city. And I just can't get behind that. I can't get behind Joel Osteen. I know a lot of people love Joel Osteen. I believe that he does a lot of work. And yes, he deserves some money, but does he need that big mega church? Does he need that private airplane? Does he need those fancy cars and those limos and those thousand dollar suits that he's wearing? Fuck no, he doesn't. Think of all that money you donate, how much good that could do. But no, it's going to buy Joel Osteen all of these extravagant things. Now, this audio I'm about to play for you. This is why I don't get behind organized religion. And I can't blame the people that are religious. I actually feel bad for them because the people that are religious and go to a certain church, they blindly follow the pastor, the preacher, whatever you call it, the rabbi. They follow those people blindly, even though they're going to say something as idiotic as these two fuckheads did. And I think if anybody gets sick and dies from these people lying to them, there there needs to be charges brought against them because these people need to be held liable for basically lying like a motherfucker to their congregation. Uh, COVID-19, 
uh, here at Dream City Church. We're probably the first church in the nation to... Yeah, we've uh, we've installed Clean Air EXP. We have a local Arizona company. It was technology developed by some members of our church. And By the way, these guys are scam artists. They are straight up con artists and they need to go to fucking jail. This is what pisses me off, people. People, I know people get mad with my anti-religious stance, but this pretty much killed any chance of me ever, ever going to a fucking church again. And I know it's probably, I'm probably going to lose subscribers for this, but this is the shit that I'm talking about, people. These people prey on the weak-minded. These are the same people that are taking your money week in and week out. You want to know why they're doing this? They're doing this because they want to get you back in their church, not because they want you to worship God. They want you to be able to show up because their pockets are hurting, because if you're not in the church, you're not putting money in that collection plate. And these guys are some of the biggest fucking scumbags that I have ever heard in my life. We've installed these units and it kills 99.9% of COVID within 10 minutes. That is a straight up goddamn lie. I thought if you're religious, you're not supposed to lie. I thought that was a sin. I'm not the most religious person, but I thought good Christians are not supposed to lie. How can you guys support organized religion when you have these type of people there? And I'm not saying all religious people are, are bad because I know I've met some good religious people. But the reason I don't like religious people is because they are judgmental. They judge homosexuals. They judge transgender. If you don't fit their Christian beliefs, they want to outcast you. And that's not what the Bible says. That is not, you know, all the people that Jesus hung out with, they were all criminals. They were all liars and thieves. The guys that were up on the cross with him that died right next to him, those were all thieves. I, You know what? I would trust a thief because at least a thief, you know what he's up to. These guys are tricking you and they're using religion to lie to you, to basically fucking lie to you. And I just don't see how people, and you know what's sad? What's really, really sad? They could come out in the news and say that these guys were completely lying, give them scientific facts and proof, and they would still eat it up. These religious people, you know what? I'm going to get a lot of heat for this. People that are part of churches and religious uh, groups, you guys are all like white trash women that get abused by their husbands. They tell you, oh baby, I'm sorry, I'll never do it again. In, and you'll go right back to them. And you know what? They're going to fucking break your jaw or black your eye or, or bloody your nose. They're going to kick you in the stomach so you lose that baby that they impregnated you with so you can just throw out another white trash kid. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Religious people are abused women. Yeah. Independent testing. It's ionization. Ionization. It's ionization of... This dumb fuck can't even say the word correctly. That should have been the first red flag that these two fuckheads have no idea what they're talking about. Of the air, and it takes particulates out, and COVID cannot live in that environment. You know what? I changed my mind. These guys are not even believable at all. And if you believe anything these two con artists are saying, maybe you deserve to get COVID-19 and show up. Even if there was COVID-19 or the coronavirus, you guys would still go because you think this imaginary guy up in the sky is going to protect you. Don't you think that there's tons of Americans that go to church every single weekend, pray on their own, live their life in a certain way that have died of the coronavirus? If you're a good Christian, 
perfection and you do everything right? Because in the Bible, God is all-knowing. God controls everything. Why would he let you or your loved ones, your friends, your family, your neighbors, your co-workers get sick and die from this disease? Because if God controls everything, he made the coronavirus. He got everybody sick and he's killing everybody. I think that makes God a dick. So when you come into our auditorium, 99% of COVID is gone, killed, if it was there in the first place. So, And also, think about this, guys. If God was the great person you all say he is, why would he let two fucking scumbags like this be his hype man? Because all these people that, that represent God and they do those horrible things, why would God let them be his hype man? Because these people are a bad representation and they're actually giving God a bad name. So wouldn't God know that these two assholes are conning and lying to the congregation just doesn't add up people you can know when you come here you'll be safe and uh, protected thank god for great technology i'm gonna thank god for making all you assholes so gullible that you'll believe that we came up with this new filtration system that gets rid of 99.9 percent of all covid19 don't you think Dr. Fauci or the government, the U.S. government would have already came up with this and would have installed it everywhere if this killed the coronavirus? Yeah, think about it. You guys deserve to get COVID-19 if you believe these two assholes. And thank God for being proactive. Amen. Bless you guys. Bless you guys. Bless God that you're all a bunch of dumb assholes and you'll believe anything I say. You'll believe, oh, I could be fucking your kid right in the ass right now and you could catch me doing it and you would still say, oh, that guy didn't fuck my kid in the asshole. Yeah. That's how horrible. You know what? That's why they call you guys a flock because you're nothing but fucking sheep and you deserve everything you're getting. I just lost a lot of people and you know what? I really don't care. All right. Go to my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two D's, T-U-D-D-L-E dot net. Make sure you email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. Go to my social media, twitter.com slash Tuttle or facebook.com slash Tuttle. If you want to donate to the cause, any amount will do, even if it's a dollar. PayPal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. And if you want to check out the interview that I did with Richard Rowe, the guy that's running for Florida State Senate over in Ocala, you can do that by going to my YouTube channel, TuttleTV.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E-T-V.com. Guys, I hope you're enjoying your weekend. I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Share, like, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast was brought to you by Total Wireless of Palm Bay, StitchYouUp.com, PocketPairClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents. Show voiceover services brought to you by jcvoiceoverservices.com. That guy's got a goddamn sexy voice. You should hire him. If you want to help support the show, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Comments? Concerns? You want to let Tuttle know he's being a dick? Go to Tuttle at gmail.com. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds dot net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast.
Mary, fuck going on?